hours into our lives. So let's dive deeper into the role that God has called us to be. Relax, grab some tea, hey, and chat friends. here where we help moms find peace and purpose by being vulnerable about our postpartum. We are here for you, sis, and we understand. I am your host, Allison Mick, and if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in, and if this is, if you are back, um, you know, again, I do appreciate your love and your continued support. It is so much appreciated. Um, you guys, so before we get into our interview, which is super bomb, as we go into week two of our I Am Postpartum series, talking about multiples, okay, and how um, shifting the mindset, um, I do want to point out that we do have our t-shirt line, our mommy tees out, and look, our t-shirt line is simply about expressing and declaring our motherhood. So whether you are um, we have our mom strong tees that whether you are the mom that's like a true workout queen or whether you're the mom that's strong because she decided to take a break today and chill on her couch, whether um, you are a mom saying that I'm fully accepting my role in up motherhood, the good, the bad, the ugly, the joyful, whatever you're saying, I am postpartum, like I am motherhood. We have that T-shirt for you, too. If you are a mommy in business, whether you're a mommypreneur or you're in the corporate office, we have a shirt for you as well that says, yay, I speak baby and business, okay? Because we got it like that. (laughs) So whether you're literally on your couch or in the corporate office, oh, that did something. Um, (laughs) We have a t-shirt for you. So look in our link in the bio real quick for our Etsy store. It just says click here for our Etsy store. And it will take you there so you can check out our shirts if you haven't already. But please, please, please do. Um, And yeah, until it can just help us embrace and declare our motherhood more. So um, again, let's just check in real quick before we go into our episode. How are you doing, boo? How are you doing, uh, love? (laughs) I hope that you are having a great day and a great week so far. I can tell y'all, sis is tired, okay? Sis is me. (laughs) I am tired, and uh, I'm up a little bit late making sure this gets done and this gets out to you guys, so I really do appreciate y'all rocking with me every single week. Um, So I hope that you're having a good week, and I hope, if anything, that you are able to see um, how truly wonderful you are. Uh, I don't know, that kind of just came to me. So I don't know if somebody's maybe going through something, but just know that you are truly wonderful. You are worthy um, of everything that is coming to you, whether you may not feel it right now, but everything is coming in the future. You're worthy of it. Don't try to ne- don't try to neglect to be like, no, nah, not me. Like, no, nah, we good. No, 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 sis. It's you. <laughs> Take it and embrace it. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm so sorry. 
But without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this interview about pivoting and shifting our mindset as mommies. Hope you enjoy. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get into our interview for today. So you guys know that we are in week two of our I Am Postpartum series. And this week, eh, 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 we have a special guest. Now, this young lady, y'all, let me tell y'all, this is the true epitome of mom thugness, okay? <laughs> wow. <laughs> she act like I ain't thought of that before, but that's okay. <laughs> So y'all hear my boo, Miss Gabrielle <clears throat> G. Spencer, okay? She is from the dirty, dirty, dirty south of Mississippi. She is a teacher, and she is a mommy of two beautiful girls that are twins, eight-year-old twins. <laughs> She's like, yes, Lord. <laughs> eight-year-old And she is the founder of Pivot and Switch, which um, is a blog, and as of recently... <laughs> And we'll talk more about that later. Uh oh. But let me introduce y'all to Miss G. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, because I don't want to discriminate. It could be some things um, on here, okay? Trying to learn, trying to learn some things. And they need to. So, yeah, shout out to the <laughs> fellas if you're listening. That's what's up. So, tell us a little bit more about, I kind of gave a very brief description of you, but tell us a little bit more about yourself, boo. Um, I, I, I don't know where I get this, um, this thug, uh, persona from, but I'm not mad about it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm here. I'm a servant of God. Um, I am a mom to twin girls who keep me in check. Some days I don't know who's running the show here, me or them. Um, I'm a teacher. This is my third year, so I'm still a novice in, in that game. Um, I'm a sister. I'm a daughter. I'm PK. I'm a preacher kid. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't even say that. Y'all, she's a future pastor. She don't know. Oh, see. But she's a future <laughs> pastor. She preached every fourth Sunday at her church, and oh I have vividly, God. I am adamantly on there on Zoom. She oh ain't trying God. to say it, but I'll say it for you. This is future pastor G. Okay. Listen, whatever that means, because <laughs> I just I'm I'm gonna let all of y'all who love to call me Pastor G, I'm gonna let y'all have it. And we see it. Y'all y'all can talk to the Lord about that one. I am not. <laughs> well, yeah, and if I um I'm just I'm me. I don't know any other way to describe it. I'm a lot of things. I wear a lot of hats. I'm always doing something even when it mm-hmm. looks like I'm doing nothing and I um yeah that's that's it <laughs> that's it so um I'm gonna go into this hats real quick we're gonna come back around to this mom thugness it's okay don't worry but um I'm gonna come back to these hats because I think even with you just saying that I mean that that's pretty something pretty common that moms do we wear a lot of hats yeah. and um I think even what you said of sometimes we may be doing a lot of things and we may not feel productive but we're doing a lot of things sometimes being busy doing other things so can you talk a little bit more about um maybe being a more productive mom or how wearing so many hats um how that how that works for you in your life and how you try to balance it all um well I I recently just um not to 
not a not well yeah a play of words on my um website on my blog pivot and shift i recently just shifted where i am um learning how to be productive in a way that is um productive you know sometimes we're busy and we're not productive so i'm learning to be productive um shout out to Rosalind renee um time management has really gotten me together i put a lot of that in place so um for me being productive is making sure that at the end of the day I've accomplished something, whether big or small, whether it's making sure my house is clean, because my girls don't like to clean, so I do a lot of the heavy lifting here, or making sure that um, as far as with teaching, that I'm in a mental space to go into an empty classroom every day, because we're learning virtually. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 keep my kids engaged, and that's another hard thing. Whether it's time in a homework assignment on time, because I'm also in grad school, um, and then ministry work, anything that that involves with my local church, making sure that I'm doing those things that are required of me there, and doing them well, not just being like something to check off my list, but being like, okay, I did that, and I did it well, so... I'm learning how to be productive and not be overwhelmed. And that's new for me mm-hmm. because I'm used to working on, I'm used to being, I'm a procrastinator, if I'm honest. Ooh. So I'm used to working yeah. under pressure. Yes. <laughs> so but I, I'm I, learning I how to Better under pressure. I've convinced myself that I work better under pressure, but then I stress myself out. Like with this t-shirt launch, I don't stress myself out so much that, I, I done had to like like take to take time be like shoo and like re-get myself together. So it's like, oh I do great under pressure. It's like no. <laughs> yeah, I and I think that I, really don't. I don't even think I think it's a, a societal thing. I think that we're taught to to work under pressure and mm-hmm. to believe that that oh okay I can do this under pressure. So much so that when we get to a point where we're being productive and there is no pressure, we find pressure. And we tell ourselves, oh, I'm not doing enough because I don't feel the pressure that I'm usually working under. So I'm trying to get from under that because I want to live long and I know that stress kills. So I'm really trying to get to a point where I'm not feeding myself the um, narrative that I have to be like pushing deadlines to get things done. Although I did it last night, if I'm honest, with my homework. I... I didn't start on it till 7 30, 8 o'clock, and it was due at 11 59. And I finished at 11 37. You know, it was like, ooh, I got time to spend. Let me go and answer some more questions in this discussion, <laughs> you know? And then be like, girl, you could have got that done Wednesday. Why are you playing? So I think it's a lot of just, um, it's shifting a mindset and telling ourselves that that's not the case and you don't always have to be stressed to get things done and get them done well because I think we also tell ourselves we get things done well when we're stressed yeah and that's a lot (laughs) that's a lot yeah Yeah, so speaking of shifting now I feel like so G is somebody that I met at the podcast retreat she's another lady I met at the podcast retreat yeah. Um, almost a year ago. Oh, yeah, almost, almost there. 
I know. And so she, um, and then, you know, there was two girls that named, named Gabrielle, and they both had nicknames, and her was G. And I remember thinking whenever, um, I think we had went into, like, we paired off, and then whenever we came back, they were like, okay, her name is Gabrielle, but she likes to be called G. I was like, oh, she. <laughs> Come on for the come on. I was like, she thug, I already know. <laughs> oh, you know, but that's it didn't well maybe it did. I'll have to ask the person who gave me that nickname. I mean, it came from college and I was talking to uh, one of our other sisters earlier, Ari, about yeah. it. Like Gabrielle can sometimes be a mouthful for a lot of people. And then some people <laughs> like Gay Gabriel. Yeah, Gabriel. You know they say there's so many different variations to it. And I'm like, no, it's like Gabrielle, Coco Chanel. Yeah, yeah. People forget the I. Like, oh, for me, people have forgot. Like, on my passport, my middle name, my middle name is Gabrielle. It's spelled wrong. It's it's wow. spelled Gabriel. It's no I. I'm like, it's Gabrielle. And I'm like, well, you can't correct it. So I I can correct it this year. Side note. But um, yeah, I couldn't correct my passport for ten years. I was so mad. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah. But it was like it was always. It seemed like a mouthful for people growing up. And then when I got to college, friends just started calling me G, and I, and I was like, oh, okay. And so I've been I, like, I have a lot of pseudonyms. My family calls me by my middle name. Yeah. Um. <laughs> my, like coworkers call me Gabby, you know. So it's just it's all like I answer to a lot of things. Yeah, um, any variation, but just don't call me the wrong thing. <laughs> but <laughs> see, that's the I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, I'm ta- I'm I'm taming it. I I am I'm taming it. But yeah, I mean you know. But okay. I'm not a thug, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, G will get you together, okay? G will get you together. And I've heard, I've heard her say bad words, but I've heard her vent. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it because I be cracking up. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but what I did want to talk about um, since, you know, your podcast and your blog is called Pivot and Shift. I want to talk about the shift that um and i'm changing up the questions i'm sorry i know i sent you questions mm-hmm. before i'm changing everything up um i want to talk about the shift that moms go through from being maybe a mom or i'm sorry from being a, a, a woman or a single woman or a married woman into being a mom and the shift that occurs since this is the i am postpartum series um the shift that occurs going from one um one title to an or adding another title into your lifestyle so I want to talk about that shift that occurs and maybe you can kind of tell maybe some of your postpartum stories I know you have you had two babies two babies at once two babies and I know I mean I'm sure there's there's people on here that listen that have twins or multiples I guess what you call multiples um I feel like you know or people that have had two kids under two me or people that have like Irish twins you know like two babies like within a year which I'd be like how y'all do that but <laughs> but let I want to just kind of talk about the shift that occurs. So I don't know if you want at this point you want to tell like some of your postpartum um, story, and um, we can kind of just elaborate from there. Sure. <clears throat> um. Well, I um had Ari and Ari at I was I got pregnant at thirty. Almost I had them at thirty one. 
But I had, um, I was settled into the fact that having kids was not maybe in the cards. Oh, I don't want to say that. In the book for me. Yeah. I um, had, I've had um, ovarian cysts. I've had a whole lot of issues um, with my body. And so just when I got to the point where I was like, you know what, I'm cool with being the, the, the cool auntie who travels and buys the nice gifts and things. And Come on. I started grad school. Yeah, I wanted yes. to that You know, I had, um, so I was cool with it, had broken up with my boyfriend. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be out here living my best life and I'm going to get this degree. And I had just got my own place. And I was like, it's, you know, I was like, I'm about to do some things for me. Yeah, you was ready. And then I got yeah, and I was mentoring, like I was mentoring a, in a um a mentoring program for young girls. So my Saturdays were spent going to get these to um oddly enough, the grade that I teach now is middle school, seventh grade, and these girls were like seventh, eighth graders, and I would go get them on the weekend, and we would just go out to eat and talk, and you know, and I was having these conversations with them, and I was like just cool with doing that and then I got sick and I was like what is going on like what is happening and it took me a minute like one of my um managers at my job at the time she was like girl you're pregnant I was like who (laughs) (laughs) ma'am we don't what are you talking about and so when I finally took a pregnancy test it was mother's day and one of my closest friends had just lost her dad. It was just like a lot going on that day. And I literally heard the Holy Spirit say Ariel and Aria. And I was like, oh, two? Seriously? That's what we doing? <laughs> okay. And when I finally got to the to my regular doctor, because I just had like went to the clinic to confirm it. And me and my mom was together, and sure enough, they did the sonogram at 12 weeks, because I was like, I don't know how far along I am. Like, I don't have a regular cycle, all these things, and sure enough, there were two on there. And from that day forward, my mom, even now, she refers to the twins as two babies. Two babies. she'll say, "It's, it's two babies. It's two of them. And so for me, um, being 30, and having like the same OBGYN for at that time, maybe seven or eight years and her knowing my history, a lot of doctor's appointments, um, some anxiety at times because I was going to the doctor like every week, every two weeks. Um, One of the babies, they were, you know, thinking that maybe her bladder and her kidneys were undeveloping. So a lot of prayer whole lot of prayer, a lot of doctor's appointments, but other than that, I was fine. I didn't have any, um, no major medical issues with me personally. Uh, we were just keeping a very watchful eye on the girls. And then um, I went in for C-section at 36 weeks and they came at three pounds, 12 ounces and four pounds, eight ounces. Um, Itty bitties. Um, Ari, the little bossy one, I call her bossy now. She actually wasn't breathing when she was born. And my mom didn't tell me to like weeks later. She was like, oh, she came. And she wasn't breathing at first. But now you can never tell um, all the issues that she's had because she's nonstop talking, moving. She won't be still. 
But um, then um, they spent two weeks in the NICU, which was hard. Um, I think I had them. I had them on a Monday. And my doctor like let me stay at the hospital for as long as I could. And she's like, okay, you gotta go home. <laughs> and I went home like on a Thursday and they didn't come home till like that Sunday after Thanksgiving. So yeah. they were in the hospital literally 13 days. And that was hard. Cause like, um, I was a preemie, but you know, when you have kids, you think, oh, it's going to be so different. I'm going to have them and we're going to go home. And yeah. it was a whole different experience. Like that. Yeah. I literally had to go home with no babies and it wasn't long. I mean, you know, I have family members who, you know, one of my oldest nephews stayed in the hospital for months. But mm. for me, I mean, for the first three years, I was home with them. Because when you have two babies, daycare is expensive. Mm. And at the time, the company that I was working for laid us off, like, right after I had the girls. Wow. So I didn't even get, like, I was on maternity. I was finishing maternity leave. And my manager called me and was like, girl, stay on there. <laughs> You no, know. <laughs> not stay you on. Know, yeah, she was like, "Girl, we they shutting us down." So, Damn. um, and then I had I was home with them for the first three years, and then I started noticing, um, with Ari, um, baby girl, that um, she wasn't sitting up and doing things, um, on schedule. Mm-hmm. And then, so I we went to the pediatrician the first time, and I'm like, she's not sitting up, she's not doing the things that normal uh, normally babies will do at this age. And it's like, oh, it happens like that with twins. You know, one of them is kind of in there, and they're a little tighter, and it takes a little time. So she suggested that I do like these little exercises. So I went on YouTube, me and my mom, and we're working her out and doing all these little stretches trying to, you know, strengthen her. And then their first birthday rolled around and she wasn't crawling or walking. She had literally just started crawling like the day after their birthday. Wow. And so I was like, I went back. By this time, I got a new pediatrician. And I was like, okay, this is not normal. She's not walking. She just literally started sitting up and doing all the things that babies do. And luckily, I, um, at my pediatrician, we saw the nurse practitioner, and she was just an awesome lady who made some suggestions, and we started going to therapy for it. And then as the therapy started going, we started noticing some other things that, of course, only doctors know. And so we went through the first year, and they turned two. And then we started noticing the developmental delays in, in her sister and the other twin, Ari. So by the time we're rolling up on age three, we're walking into an um, autism diagnosis for both girls. Wow. And um, it was just as I had just went back to work. <laughs> so um, I'm going back into the working world after three years of being at home. And then having to figure out how to juggle all these doctor appointments, um, learning all these things about autism, how, and me and my mom, like, Googling things to, like, really 
um, get the best care that we could here in Mississippi. And it took months for us to get in this program, but we did. And just a lot of persistency, I guess that um, when we talk, talk about being a, a, a mama bear or a thug, <laughs> I, <laughs> it definitely, I had to be very persistent. And I thank God for my mom because she was like my biggest, support and cheerleader and like she would be googling things and finding programs and doctors for us to see but um Ooh, well, hold you on. know you go through that moment yeah oh go you, you about to say something good go ahead yeah, you go through that <laughs> moment where you're thinking back over your pregnancy like what did i do something wrong like what is, like oh i didn't find out i was like 10 11 weeks is that why you know you kind of go through that check mark of you know, what is it and why this is happening. Yeah. But, um, man, them girls, they grown. You know, they are very <laughs> unique. They're very smart. We still have some delays, but for the most part, they're now, um, what are we, almost six years in. They're catching up and exceeding most of their classmates. So, <laughs> glory to God for that. Um, there are still some things. I remember just um, briefly going through the years of like me having to take the same route home every day or there was going to be a tantrum because where are you going this is not the way home where are we uh, you know and it, uh, it was a lot but yeah. um I don't want to say we're on the other side of it I think that um my knowledge has grown mm. in it and now my battles lately have been with virtual learning with making sure that um, their IEPs are being followed and things like that are in place for them while we're learning virtually. But um, I don't know. I think I'm, I, the things that most people would be like, oh, that was that should have been hard and a struggle. I just kind of, I guess that is stood. I was just like, oh, you know, we roll with it. It is what it is. <laughs> kind of attitude. And yeah. that's literally the attitude I took. I was like, okay, God, you promised me these kids. You gave them to me. And you're going to have to tell me figure take out. care of them. Because, yeah. yeah, and keep people in check along the way. So, yeah, <laughs> I guess I, that's what it is. Yeah. And you you really said a mouthful and everything. Because I, I know there are moms out there that want to pass C-sections. I, I haven't had that experience. But I've had C-sections. They've had preemies. They've had to have babies in the NICU that have had um, babies with medical issues um, <clears throat> or diagnosis that they weren't aware of. So I think this is good because moms can, obviously moms can relate to this and moms have gone through this. And this is something that you can share with the audience that I know I personally haven't gone through or I personally can't share, but I'm glad that you're on here and able to share so other moms can relate and have someone to relate to. So what was the shift like, the mental shift? And what was the mental shift like going from kind of going from a uh, regular thug uh, to mom, <laughs> to mom thug, you know, like you were saying, kind of just dealing with all those different hurdles. What was really something that got you through or, you know, how did you kind of keep yourself encouraged through all these different things? Because I think first off, you didn't work for three years like shout out shout out to parents and grandparents okay okay because for you to yes. be like i'm about to come back from maternity leave and they was like no 
what what you mean i got two kids at home what yeah i just i couldn't i couldn't imagine and then twins first off like oh baby <laughs> you know and now god help me if i was to have any more i wouldn't know how to do do it any other way because i started off with two and that's yeah. all i know is two but um I'm no, faith, honestly, if I'm real. Like God literally carried me um through it. I know it's cliche when people talk about uh footprints in the sand or whatever. But for me that's a very real analogy. That and just having an amazing, amazing, amazing support group. Um in my mom and then their paternal grandmother and grandfathers because my dad has been retired for a while. So a lot of the times, once I was home with them, it was me and my dad there doing the day. And, you know, my dad is older. And so, you know, I can only imagine days where he probably was in there wanting to chill and you got two screaming babies in the house. And he's always just been like the cool, calm, collective one. It's never really bother him so you know just having that awesome support system um my mom and their other granny um just being like lifesavers my sisters you know my sisters and i um my older sister we're almost a decade apart but um she's always been there my baby sister has always kind of been supportive and we've always kind of supported each other with our kids. Mm -hmm. So just having and aunts, uncles, like this extended family of friends, just people who um will call you and say, You good? Yeah. You know, I'll come get them babies if you need me, you know, or just my mom sometimes getting off work in the evening and I'm sure she was tired some days and she would come home and come get both of them and take them in the room with her so I could like get some sleep and mm -hmm. I didn't sleep I would be up writing thinking of you know the next master plan or what I wanted to do but just having an amazing support group and just having a my relationship with God is, is a lot stronger now than it was then but just having a relationship to say to him okay Lord these babies didn't get I mean you know I know how they got here but <laughs> they still you had to have some say in them getting here so I need you to help me like parent well and steward them well and raise them well and a lot of times for those three years I literally would sit up in my bed with them on a boppy pillow with me and a notebook in my bible like telling God this is you know, these are my prayers for these kids and me and our lives, and you don't have to help me because, you know, as much support as I had, they were still, for the most part, being a single parent, my responsibility. Yeah. And so just literally asking him even now to help me to be a, a, a good parent and a good mom and make decisions for them. And, um, and then again, I can't stress enough the support of my 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 family, specifically my mom, yeah. because my mom was just um, she was she was a good mom, and she set an example, you know, of how to be a good mom. You know, nobody's perfect, but you know, 
the preacher lady ain't half bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she she and even now, like my my babies are with her right now. Yeah. And Come on, grandparents. Praise God. Yes. Praise Love them. God. <laughs> praise God. You know, I, I pray I, daily, like give her 90 more years, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because you can keep taking once a week something, something, okay? Because that's my girl, that's my lady. Yeah, (laughs) but I go to jail for her and them babies. See, I gotta stop saying that. I'm sorry. (laughs) I told you, I told you, she be trying to see it's the quiet one. (laughs) (laughs) I think what you said was so true, just in the fact that, like sometimes we have prayer time where we have time we're just asking God like how am I supposed to raise these babies or like how am I supposed to get through this phase or do that and then sometimes like you were saying it is more about reaching out to that support system it is more about because becoming a mom like they say you don't get no manual <laughs> it's not like, you don't get no you know you don't have a lesson plan a homework you know before the baby done's up okay if you get into this scenario do da, 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 da. and is it yeah. going to be a b or c we don't know we don't know because yeah. each for one each kid is different each personality is different Definitely. and then you know your situation although your friend may have handled it in one way it may go a different way so um it's definitely trying in yeah. those situations where you're just like, Lord, I just need help. And obviously it's great to call out to God and it's great to, you know, call on your support system, but just know as you're hearing it from two moms right now, you're not going to know everything and it's okay not to know everything. And it's okay. If you feel like, um, it's, it's okay for you to feel like, I'm, I know y'all hear stuff in the background. I'm sorry. The kids just woke up. They sleep whenever we started this recording, they have risen from they sleep <laughs> so y'all hear stuff in the background sorry <laughs> but um but it's okay to feel like to feel sometimes like you may not be doing a great job because every mom feels like that but just know yeah, and, you're doing the best you can yeah and i don't want anyone to hear um like these highlights and even if they seem sometimes like low lights that it's been easy it's been some times where i wanted to be thug and you know call if I'm honest call baby dad and be like bruh <laughs> they out here you know and and like what's up but then at the same time also being aware that you know an omnipresent omnipotent God knows and there's a reason for everything and being okay with that too so yeah it wasn't always easy but mm-hmm. I, I consider myself one of the lucky people because it definitely could have been a whole lot harder. It wasn't, um, I just, I didn't have a terrible time. There were times where I would be like in tears, like this is, this, this cannot be my life. Yeah. But then I would also think about that there is someone else who somewhere with no support system and no family and there's somewhere somewhere someone who had to go put their baby in a daycare who didn't have the support system for someone to say to you like no you're good yeah Yeah, stay home because sometimes I still be like wow you know Mm -hmm. thankful that I had the support system 
as a single parent, especially, that would say to me, you know, now, you know, now is not the time for you to go back to work. Yeah. And so I've been that's a true blessing. Okay. Yeah. That's a blessing <laughs> on a whole other level. And it was and it was hard at times. I'm not gonna be like I was just always gracious about it either because I wanted my own space and I wanted to be back in independence because before I got pregnant and had the girls, I was living solo dolo in, yeah. you know, my nice little fancy small but my apartment and yeah. I could move and, and, and kind of do what I wanted so it was humbling but I wouldn't change it for anything in the world yeah so, so kind of like what you were saying what can you say to single moms out there who um, you know who have broken up in a relationship they find out they pregnant they're going through you know, the pregnancy now, or they just had a baby right now, what is something that you can tell them um, just from your experience that really will kind of just help you, that would help them, that helped you, that would help them to kind of make it through? Um, I would say, I honestly, and again, I think that we used to hearing things and they're so cliche, but they're so real. Um, you're not alone. Like literally, I think that sometimes because God is not always physically tangible to us, we feel like we're in it alone. But there was days where even with the great amount of support I had from family and friends, where I would sit in my apartment before I moved back home and I'd be like, it's just, you know, it's me, me and these babies. And what am I going to do? I wasn't, um, and no shade to anyone who, you know, kind of feels some kind of way about their baby daddy. I was not that chick. I had no issues with him not being there because we just were not a great fit. So that's a lesson to anyone who has not had kids yet. Please don't have any with people that you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean, literally someone who you're not a good fit with, who, di- who wants something totally different than what you want. But um, so for me, immediately, I went into the situation knowing that it was just going to be me and these girls for a while. And I didn't like, I didn't have time to sit and feel some kind of way about it. It was just like, okay, it's just us. It's us three. Let's go. And, you know, again, just having that support system. My parents were very supportive. His mom and um, stepdad, his dad even, and stepmom. Like, my babies, they have grandparents galore, but everyone was really, really supportive. And just knowing that there's a purpose behind it, I don't think that I would be um, the mama bear, the thug bear that I am if I hadn't had to have um, the mindset that it's just us. So I got to make some things, you know, happen, pop, and I got to make it happen and not feel but then also an understanding of that again there's purpose in it there's purpose in the shift there's purpose in the um the pain and the transformation that happens with uh, motherhood no matter what what your uh marital status is single widow um whatever divorced there's um, purpose in it, and you just have to know that if God gave you 
that blessing that children are or that a child is that he that the only thing I can tell you to do is ask him so like hey what's up yeah doing you know and then also just having a great um set of mom friends like uh I love you all <laughs> my mom group that you ladies like even now you know we're all in different transitions and we all have kids at different ages and we got new mommies and mommies to be coming in our group so we kind of we're iron sharpeners so that's another thing too and even like um like even with my friends that I've been friends with my whole life like we got babies finna graduate from high school so they're not babies and then you have you know when I had my girls most of my friends had like first and second graders and then I had friends who had toddlers and then it was like here I am with not one but two newborns and so just but I could lean on those friends to be like you know okay what did y'all do when this happened or how did you feel about this so just find a great support group um, outside of your family even just some great group of girlfriends and even some guy friends because I have some great dad friends who are just good at what they do that you know uh, and some great uncles and aunts who I've watched parent so just making sure that you're leaning on um, God and you're leaning on the people that he's placed in your life and then also just asking for help when you need it I am struggling and I need some help right now, you know, and being vulnerable and transparent with that. I don't, I think that we feel like as moms, we have to be super moms and put on the cape and the nice red lipstick and show up with our (laughs) chest out, you know, mom squad strong over here. I got my shirt Hey, Hey, you see it, you know, but you know, and that's the thing, like when I pick this shirt, I'm like, you know, I am a part of a mom strong squad. Yeah. And knowing that um, strong doesn't always look like guns in the air knocking over buildings, turning over cars, flipping over tables and the things that we think. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, you know, that's not it. It's sometimes being able to say, pick up the phone and say, hey, can you come get them? Because I'm about to pull my hair out. Or I need a nap. Can you take them for a little while? And then if you don't have that kind of support system, when they are down for a nap or they're sleeping, taking a moment to just debrief and decompress and, you know, um, I told one of my mom friends, every now and then I lock myself in my bathroom and I let them sit out there for about five, ten minutes, mommy! And sit <laughs> on the door and it's like, I just need ten minutes, ladies, you know, the equivalent of sitting in your car when you come home from work. Yeah. Sometimes you got to do that in your house. And that's fine. And don't feel like I'm such a bad parent because I don't want to be bothered right now. Because you're still human. And then when they grow up and they gone, you'll always be mom, but you'll still have to get back to being you as well. So, Yeah, very true. I And that kind of goes back to our um, episode last week of how to truly check in with yourself and then how to truly check in on your friends. Because sometimes in checking in on, on yourself and kind of reevaluate, reevaluating your feelings, you kind of have to be, like you were saying, 
transparent and vulnerable with yourself, be like, look, I, I need some time and I need to go ask somebody. Put, like you said, put your pride aside and I need to go ask somebody. Say, man, uh, <laughs> I, can you take these kids for like three hours? I need a good yeah. nap. I just want to do the dishes. I just, I just need some time by myself or, you know, whatever it may be. Cause I think that's the most important thing. So, um, kind of ending everything with our mom thugness. And I don't know if that's going to be the name of this episode and I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> I'm going to figure this out in the next coming couple of days, <laughs> but kind of just like we were talking about, like, um, kind of like, I know we've been around the term a lot and we, you kind of defined it in being like, you don't have to be a super mom all the time. Like you don't have to be in that mode and that mindset all the time. It's okay for you to be vulnerable and transparent. But, um, so what is your, cause you do have, like you said, you do have the t-shirt. She got the t-shirt y'all. Okay. The mom <laughs> squad. So what is it? Yes. <laughs> so what does it mean to you to be, um, you know, mom strong or to be like, you know, mom thug, you know, come on. And, um, I guess, let's answer that question first and then I have an ender question um being mom strong for me is just the ability to show up as a mom I'm you know y'all I can be passive at times but when it comes to those two little girls I don't play and it's because number one there was a time where I didn't ever know if I would be a mom or if I, if that was, you know, because for so many years I had heard, oh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. You have this, you have that, all this scarring and blah, 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 you know. And then, so when God blessed me with that promise, I was like, okay, I have to honor him that he thought enough of me to bless me with them. It wasn't a perfect hmm. situation. And I think sometimes that was another thing that I had to recognize that um, sometimes the blessings and the promises don't come in this pretty package. And so for me, being mom strong was learning that through the development of delays, through the autism um, diagnosis, through um, now virtual learning, because I have to leave my job as a teacher and come home and be a teacher all over again for my two. So yeah. being mom strong is not forgetting that um, I have to show up for them, but I have to show up for me first. So that may mean me, <laughs> that may mean for me getting up an extra hour early to have that me time for me. Like, you know, whether it's spending time with God and praying and journaling or if it's literally me just sitting there to like sit in the silence of not hearing mommy or I'm hungry or where's my shoe or my favorite doll is missing and all of that. But being able just to have that moment and even now being mom strong for me means when I'm, when I have those moments alone, asking myself, who am I without the mom hat? and not losing that part of it. yeah 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 what truly kind of makes you tick and makes you happy outside of the yeah kids. i like that so because gonna... mine have already told me they're gonna grow up and they're gonna move to paris but i can come oh. visit 
Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't live. Look, I'm no, like no, moving no. to the villa next door. Like, <laughs> so. like um, you can come visit, but um, if oh, if you get married, no, no boys allowed, so your husband can't come. I'm done. Listen. This is what we say about these girls are grown, y'all. Like, who says at step eight that, like, yeah, I'm going to go live in Paris, but you can come visit? Uh, excuse me? On <laughs> your own. Don't bring any extra with you. Don't. <laughs> listen. You can come, and that's about it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I'm going to use your own words. So what is the next pivot and shift for you what is the next thing you got going on or just say where people can find you you know what i was just trying to use play on words go ahead <laughs> um the next pivot and shift is actually this podcast yeah i'm working on the website you know i'm 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 a writer at heart i'm a journalist at heart i'm a storyteller at heart um i learn from other people's stories so my podcast like yours and so many others is not just about me it's about, uh, of course, I'm going to have you on and all my other podcast <laughs> sisters, but just about sharing our stories and having conversations like the one that we're having to encourage and, and, and be iron sharpeners for others. You know, I'm always, um, and I say it a lot, but it's, it's, being, it's so real for me now. I'm about kingdom building. And that's not always showing up on Sunday morning in your best dress and your um, pantyhose or no pantyhose if that's how you rock okay. and your heels. Tis me. But, okay. <laughs> you know, but it's about like making sure that as um, children of God as his creation that we're, we're full, we're whole and we're living in purpose. So yeah, the podcast is coming and I can't I'm excited about it. I it took a minute. <laughs> Uh, it's okay it's okay but i'm excited too because g has she has some real words you guys that she be she ooh, she she be having some real words and some real conversations and and real things to talk about so i know this podcast yes, is going to do excellente it's just gonna that is not me <laughs> it's, it's all god but it, that well that is you in the sense that you're obedient enough to to like you know do everything you need to do so that he can use you so um kudos to you well i'm excited oh where can people find you on the webs uh, i mean um, i'll link it below but go ahead and say it <laughs> um instagram at g spencer um facebook you can find oh also the podcast at pivot and shift um also on facebook we're at pivot and shift and um you can find me on facebook at gabrielle spencer um but mostly on my instagram mm -hmm. and then the website which i'm working on now is um gspencer.com say so. g come on with it come on come on with the g yay 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 okay. oh my god y'all just gonna make me be thug i'm not a thug you all i am not i just island killer <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much oh for coming God. on the podcast and having this candid conversation with me. And and, and sharing your me. Of course, boo. So we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>